Hi, my name is Lisa Landrum, and I serve here in women's ministry at Three Crosses Church. And I'm here to tell you, you are relational. What does relational even mean? Simply, you are meant to be interconnected with others. What all the dictionary definitions of relational have in common is simple. This interconnectivity concept can only work with multiple people, at least two. You cannot be in a healthy relationship with yourself. You are meant to be relational with others, with a community. This idea of being relational is so central to how we were created. It's discussed from the beginning of our creation. Genesis 2:18 NIV says, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Part of being human is needing each other and needing community. But as we have been recognizing in this series, it is not enough to simply engage in community. That is what we do. There are many passages in scripture that describe how we are supposed to glorify God in relationship. Acts 2, 42-47 NIV. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Each day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 in the NIV says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. These passages make it clear that we are to be in community relationships with each other. It's also clear that we were made to selflessly love our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ by helping one another, facilitating fellowship with each other, teaching and admonishing one another, and generously supporting one another and those in need. This is how we glorify God as we reflect the image of God, who himself is and has always been in a community as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The scripture from Genesis speaks to God's original intent. He never meant for us to be alone. The perfect design before the entrance of sin into the world has us humans working together in perfect harmony. Jesus' ministry on earth cemented this concept. In the book of Acts, part of the New Testament, all the acts of the apostles and the formation of the first church are explored. People from all nations were receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit dwelling within us. 
The first acts included beginning to fellowship with each other, to eat together, to pray together, to share their belongings and food with each other and those in need. The common thread between these different groups of people was that they were awakened to the teachings of Jesus and followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. One community I belong to is a life group. Started initially with women from my home church at Three Crosses, and now expanded across the country with members from many churches gathering in person and virtually, focusing on moms with sons. I remember the first night we met four years ago. I was nervous. Who would show up? What would we have in common besides the fact that we all had sons? Would this idea catch on? I am blessed, amazed, and happy to say we are four years strong, and even COVID couldn't deter the fellowship, teaching, loving, and learning God planned for our group. We didn't have a clue, but he did. We just had faith. Our group is a beautiful reflection of diversity in ages, stages, ethnicities, demographics. We live out the image of God by supporting and encouraging each other but also being available to others from our social or our work or our church circles. I've been amazed at how God has used us, especially during COVID, from helping with packing, door dashing dinners, virtual meetings, and just being there for support during the hard times. The passage from Hebrews, also in the New Testament, further exhorts us to not only live in community as image bearers, but to be vigilant against abandoning this practice. It calls us to hold each other accountable to doing the good deeds of the Spirit and to encourage each other to do the same. A not-so-subtle reminder of how easy it will be to lose the initial momentum once we get ensconced in our daily lives. In real life, I can see how important that reminder is. When times get hectic, when life gets busy, when we are wrapped up in the day-to-day, it is all too easy to slowly lose momentum, and then suddenly days or weeks have gone by, and you wonder, when was the last time I fill in the blank, called and encouraged someone, prayed for someone, took time from my busy schedule to meet with someone, gave time instead of money to a cause? When was the last time I listened to the nudge telling me to do or not do something that I felt convicted to repent to God for my sins or to lament the injustices happening to someone else? The list can get longer and longer, and you might be thinking right now of other things to add. Stop, pause, and reflect. Notice none of the things I am suggesting sound like spend more time working. Spend less time with a community of believers. Spend more time living to satisfy your personal needs and desires. Being relational means choosing to take an active part in the relationship. Being an image bearer means being relational with a mission to bring Jesus's kingdom here on this earth now. May these words remind you of how much God loves us 
to have created us to help each other and to instruct us on how important it is to be relational, to be image bearers of Christ. Thank you.